James Max. And a very good morning to you. It's just gone three minutes past five o'clock. This is your early breakfast show with me, James Max, in for Steve Allen. Of course, Steve is away this week. And, um, well, I'm with you this morning and indeed tomorrow morning. So I very much hope you're going to join London's biggest conversation. And that means, because it's me, it's a rare an exciting opportunity for you. Yes, the phone lines will be open. 0845 606973, as well as your texts on 84850. And should you decide to uh, email me, because there are so many people called James on this radio station, I've got a new email address now. James M at lbc.co.uk. Now, a little bit later on, I'm going to be talking to you about Baroness Scotland and whether or not she resigned. And if you don't know who on earth she is, then, well, quite frankly, I think you're going to have a bit of fun because it's absolutely remarkable why it is that she's still in her job. And I'm sure you'll have some, you know, Monday morning fun poking your finger at somebody who, quite frankly, probably should be out of a job. Uh, But also talking to you about somebody else who really probably needs to quit as well. But first, there is a storm brewing. And I want to ask you about this because, quite frankly, it's extraordinary. Political row over public spending. Now, you've all heard the discussions about, yes, we're spending more money. Yes, the government needs to curtail its spending. Yes, the Lib Dems, for example, they've said that they're going to be cutting their spending. And indeed, Nick Ferrari will be talking about that during his breakfast show after seven o'clock. But something else. There's been a huge political row this weekend because George Osborne is embroiled in a row with Labour ministers. But it sort of got me thinking, hang on a second, this is not the first time that we've had a spat where the Labour ministers and the Labour people uh, who are in power at the moment until the next election, then of course it's down to you to decide. But every time the Conservatives have said something so far, there have been cries of... No, this is not true, misrepresenting the truth, and all these other points. But then, when you start to turn around and you start to give it some thought, it's not quite as simple as that. Because, for example, uh, when we talked about cuts, David Cameron said, you're going to have to cut. And Gordon Brown said, no, we will spend our way out of recession. And then only this week, three or four months after David Cameron first said, we're going to have cuts... Did Gordon Brown say, yes, we will? Now, Mr Osborne has been embroiled in this row, and you might not necessarily have heard about it, but he says there's going to be a 3p rise in income tax after the next election to plug the gap in spending and financing. So, that made me think, who do you believe when it comes to the economy? 0845 Give me a call and tell me what you think, because ultimately, your perception as to who you trust, your perception as to who you think is better able to sort out the economic mess, is really going to drive who you're going to vote for when it comes to the next election, isn't it? 0845 Tell me who you think is lying over the economy, And who is more likely to be correct? Now, when you think about it, George Osborne, he's putting these figures forward and he's saying, look, the the Treasury hasn't got enough money. They've been spending all this money. They've said that they're going to make some savings. But then, in fact, when you think about it and you think about those savings, they're probably not enough. They're going to have to put up tax. And probably whoever comes to power is going to have to put up tax. I'm afraid that you and I are going to have to pay for the mess in which we find ourselves. So, give me a call, 0845 and tell me who you trust over the economy. 
Tell me whether or not you agree with uh, George Osborne's statements. He's been roundly criticised, particularly by people from, um, well, the the government ministers as well as, indeed, uh, civil servants. Treasury officials yesterday accused the man who could soon be their boss of implying that they had broken the law as the row over public spending took a fresh twist. Cabinet ministers accused George Osborne, the shadow chancellor, of using politics of the big lie after alleging that Labour had secret plans to raise income tax by 3p in the pound. And then all this uh, row, if you like, has uh, exploded. So, 0845 9673 is the number to call. I want you to tell me who you trust over the economy. I want you to tell me who do you believe when it comes to listening about these spending cuts, for example. Gordon Brown has been forced to admit that he's going to have to cut spending. Is that a man who you trust? Or is that a man who you believe is not really being straight with you because he's only admitting that he's going to have to cut after having the agenda led by the Lib Dems and the Conservatives. And then when George Osborne has made these statements, he said that there is going to have to be an increase in tax because there are unexplained holes. And it's so serious that ultimately you have to have a view because you have to work out do you want to give more of your money in tax to pay for this black hole? 0845 60 on that. You might like to know about civil servants, by the way. They work to a code for f- fiscal stability which commits a government to common sense and honest approach to managing the public finances. <laughs> Sorry. I know I shouldn't laugh, but when you can't start to sort of look at that, a common sense and honest approach to managing the public finances. How is it that we've got national debt of £805 billion? Oh, well, never mind. Uh, Also, uh, officials have to ensure that every economic and fiscal projection contained in the report published under the code shall be based, so far as reasonably practical, on all government decisions and all other circumstances that may have a material impact on the fiscal outlook. Yeah. So, who do you trust on the economy? 08456060973. I know it might be hard for you to think, oh, God, you know, how on earth am I going to telephone him? Normally with Steve Allen, I just have to send a little text. You can do that. You can send me a text on 84850. And also, if you want to text me on this, I'd be delighted because it is on the front page of every single newspaper, broadsheets and indeed the red tops. And perhaps the best one is the, the Daily Mirror. You heard uh, Christo talking about it. Alicia, I won't quit. Defiant Alicia Dixon yesterday insisted she won't resign as Strictly Come Dancing judge despite howls of protest. Isn't it great? Howls of protest. How do you howl with protest? Anyway, despite howls of protest from the show's fans. I don't know if you saw uh, that particular programme, but quite frankly, she was... I don't... It wasn't that she was bad, it's just that she was beige. There was nothing to her. There was no reason for her to be there particularly. She just gave pleasant niceness niceties whilst the others who are there i suppose for good reason i mean i personally i can't see the point of the program at all it's boring i've seen it seven times before when it first came on strictly come dancing what a good idea watched a couple of series now i'm bored but are you and and do you think that alicia should quit so here's a text you know how i um how I enjoy a little bit of a text. If you've ever listened to my Saturday morning breakfast show, you'll know that uh, on the text machine, I'll give you something to, you know, really get your teeth into. So why not, in this particular hour, Alicia Dixon should quit Strictly Come Dancing because... Text me on 84850. Alicia Dixon should quit 
Strictly Come Dancing because. So if you saw it, if you didn't see it, if maybe you just don't want your newspapers to be driven by these stories, then by all means, tell me. 84850 on that. And also, um, if you have something particular that you want to say about her, then by all means, give me a call. 08456060973. Catherine says... um, you'd like Christo to stay until seven with you well that's very nice but I quite frankly I think he's tired poor lad he's just come back from holiday uh James welcome back how's Barnaby uh Barnaby if you don't know is the hound uh Barnaby's very well he was a bit irritated to be woken up at three o'clock this morning but then wouldn't you be uh if you want to uh, give me a call though the thing I really want to hear from you is who do you trust with the economy I know it's a early morning and you're thinking, oh, how can I possibly think of that? It's Monday morning, I've got to go to work. Thing is, it's costing a fortune. And you're going to have to pay more tax. So if you're going to have to pay more tax, who do you trust to try and work out who is going to spend your money more wisely and who is going to make your uh, finances balance? 08456060973. And do you actually think that George Osborne is right, or do you think that he's just lying through his teeth in order to get uh, some kind of extra uh, headlines based on this tax prediction where he says 3p on income tax? That is an enormous amount of money, by the way. I mean, that's big. That's a lot of extra tax that you'll have to pay, and every single party is talking about extra tax. So the question is. Who do you trust to run the economy and who do you trust when it comes to making statements about how much you are going to have to pay? 0845 973 on that. Also text me, Alicia Dixon should quit Strictly Come Dancing because... And if you don't think that she should quit and if you think that she was brilliant and if you think that everybody in the nation has completely got it wrong and, and in fact she's marvellous, then that would be fine. Also, some of your other headlines, by the way, just so that you know, uh, not a paper that I would normally read. The Daily Star. Apparently, it's got this woman called Jordan on the front. Hate mob will get me. So if anybody wants to tell me what the point of uh, Katie Price or Jordan is, uh, I'd be delighted to be enlightened, because I dare say, if you listen to this show on a regular basis, you would probably know or understand these things. But I'm afraid that I don't. 0845 is the number to call. Uh, let's go very quickly to uh, Roy, who's in Berkshire. Morning, Roy. Good morning, sir. Very good morning to you. What do you think about uh, George Osborne? There are a lot of guns out for him in terms of what he's saying. Um, But do you think that you can trust him more than you can trust uh, Gordon Brown and Alistair Darling on the economy? Well, certainly, because Gordon Brown hasn't said anything straight since he first got into into the government as a Chancellor. He's always said uh, everything's going ever so well. We're doing far better than anybody else in the world, and I can spend, spend, spend. And I mean, if any problem came up, we can spend our way out of it. And yet, obviously, he's been wrong because we are now in dire straits. There is that. But then, on the other hand, uh, he did preside over the longest period of economic growth ever. Yes, but he also inherited one of the best economic situations from the previous government. So do you think that Gordon Brown has been rumbled, and even though George Osborne is coming under huge pressure and criticism and being uh, denounced for his comments, do you think that there is some substance to them? Well, of course there is, because what, what the Labour Party, in all my experience, have always said, yeah, I'll boo to everything. If anybody says something, they're going to say the difference, and they're going to accuse people of things that it's difficult to argue against, because if you argue back against it, you tend to look to be the one in the wrong. 
And that's that's true, I suppose, and, and ultimately that's food for thought. Uh, Roy, all the way from Berkshire, thank you very much indeed for that. If you want to join the conversation, I'd like to hear from you. 0845 6060973. couple of things for you. First of all, who do you trust with the economy? I'd also like you to text me on 84850 as to whether or not you think Alicia Dixon should quit uh, Strictly Come Dancing after the howls of protests. Uh, and also, if anyone who wants to enlighten me as to who or what the point of Jordan is, uh, I'd be delighted. 84850 on that. 08456060973 is the number to call on the telephone. Time now, though, is 16 minutes past five o'clock. <laughs> So, catching up with your news headlines this morning here on LBC 97.3. The Lib Dems are to set out plans to raise more than £17 billion a year by taxing the wealthiest members of society. The proposals include a new tax on owners of properties worth more than a million pounds. Jade Goody's widower, Jack Tweed, is due in court later charged with rape. The 22-year-old will appear at Snaresbrook Crown Court. And the National Union of Students says it's astonished at suggestions students could face higher fees, bigger loan repayments and fewer grants. A CBI report on higher education says cuts to student support are necessary. And with the time coming up to 17 minutes past five o'clock, let's catch up with the travel news and say a very good morning to Hugh Broom. Thank you very much. Good morning. The M25, very foggy at the moment. Indeed, you can have your say with Nick Ferrari, as he said, from 7 o'clock this morning. And until then, it's me, James Max, in for Steve Allen, here on London's biggest conversation, LBC 97.3. And indeed, the telephone lines are open. 0845 6060 Asking you to tell me about the economy. Who do you trust? It's a simple question, because you can have detailed discussions about who's to blame here, who's to blame there, ultimately who made the right and the wrong decisions. And there's a very rude email which has come in from Roger, who, uh, um, he, he says that I'm an idiot. I'll, I'll use that word because his word was slightly ruder. Uh, you never mention, he says, the bankers. They got us into this debt. Blame the bankers, you banker, he says. Um... And the thing is that whilst I understand that banks and bankers made some uh, dreadful mistakes in what they did, they were only able to do so because the regulator failed in their duty. You, the consumer, demanded money from the banks and the bankers and they allowed you to have it when you or some people couldn't pay it back. And the government said there was an end to boom and bust and they allowed uh, central banks to lower interest rates below the true cost of money. So there are many people to blame, and you can blame governments, you can blame bankers, you can blame uh, banks and institutions, you can blame the regulators, you can blame you. Everybody needs to blame. And, Roger, I think I've been pretty honest about who I think uh, actually is to blame over this. But what I'm asking you is, who can you trust when it comes to fixing the mess? And the reason I ask you, George Osborne has said that there is a hole in financing. He says that in 2011-2012, there is a £15 billion increase in expected tax revenues. And that's from figures which are produced by the Treasury. And what he says is that the only way to explain it is that tax revenue increases because tax rates go up after the next election. And he says in order to raise that amount of money, it would be the equivalent of 3p on the basic rate of income tax. Now, it may be or it may be not that that's how it's done, but that's quite a sensible calculation if there isn't an explanation to where that money comes from. That would mean more than £2,700 on average per person. 
Now, that's quite a lot of money. So, let me put that in context to you now. Now you know that, on average, you'll have to pay between two and £3,000 more in tax in that year, and that Gordon Brown and Labour haven't admitted that that is your extra tax bill, above all the tax you pay already. They're only now admitting that they're going to have to do cuts and make cuts to government spending. So, who do you believe when it comes to fixing the economy? 0845 Who do you trust over fixing the economy? Who do you want to be making the decisions about where the economic movement should be? And there's an interesting report out which says that the Centre for Economics and Business Research have predicted £60 million in spending cuts and £40 billion in increases from Labour, £80 billion in cuts from the Tories and £20 billion in rises from tax. So, give me a call, 0845 You don't have to get all technical with me. You just have to tell me who you trust. Because ultimately, uh, I'm no expert in this. You're probably not an expert in this. But you have to pay the bill. So, you might be selfish about it and say, look, I can't be bothered to have these people. They're just charging me more money. Don't want them. Don't trust them. And that's why it's important. And that's why having a discussion with you about it, finding what your sentiment is. Uh, and I know that you don't necessarily have the opportunity to pick up your telephone and, and, and call in. So I want you to I want you to break that habit. If you've never telephoned a radio station before, if you've never telephoned LBC before, I'd like you to tell me what you think. Who do you trust with these economic decisions? Oh eight four five six oh six oh nine seven. Also, talking about uh, Alicia Dixon, she is on the front page of pretty much every paper. And don't think it's just confined to the red tops. No, it's even made the front page of the Telegraph. So it must be important. Alicia Dixon is defiant. She's insisted she won't resign as Strictly Come Dancing judge. And I don't know if you saw it, but I'm afraid. she was. It wasn't that she was bad, as I said. Beige. I think Alicia should quit as she hasn't the credentials. All she, All she did was win. Who put her in that chair? says Harriet in Kingston. Uh, 84850, of course, is the text number. You probably know that by now. Uh, Alicia Dixon should quit strictly because if Len is not there to show her, how will she know what score to give? <laughs> oh, dear. <clears throat> James. Oh, this is from Aggie. I wonder if that's the Aggie from Kim and Aggie. How do I know who that is? Oh, dear, I watch too much rubbish television. Uh, for heaven's sake, James, stop giving Jordan the oxygen of publicity. You play into her hands. I was only asking, because she's on the front page of the star. <laughs> Jordan, hate mob will get me. I just wondered what the point of Jordan is, because I, I don't understand. But there we go. Uh, Jonathan Preston says, Morning, James, I like Alicia, but what happened to Arlene Phillips? Was she sacked or pushed out? She was pushed out for being too old, Jonathan. Uh, reality shows aren't so bad without them. Who would be uh, working there? So stop being a snob. Politics and media are like the guitar hero these days. Uh, look the part, but no substitute for real skill. I think that was a gentle dig there. Thank you very much indeed for your anonymous text. Mm, yes. Let's go to John, who's in Reading. Hi, John. Morning, James. I'd just like to question one of your facts quickly. Oh, feel free. You said um, the average increase on tax would be £2,700 per person? Yes. That would be working out on a hundred grand is salary a year. Well, that's working out uh, what they say would be the average rise in uh, income tax across the board. So that means right. that, obviously, if you're on uh, a lower salary, then you're going to be paying less extra tax. 
And if it's a greater salary, then more. That's just an yeah. average. Yeah, it was just basically I was working it out that a rough salary of the average working person is about 20 grand. And that would be around £600 a year. Yes. But I'm, who do we trust? I don't trust any of them, to be honest. Oh, dear. Um, because when you say... What I, why I don't trust them is they're going to tax again the people who are out working hard and trying to make an honest living. What I would like to see them do is reduce benefits by three, four pence in the pound. But do you think that instead of reducing benefits across the board, because we all know that there are people who desperately need them, are, and you don't, you don't, you don't want to target those, but you do want to target the people who are, I, I don't know, just serial benefit claimants who have absolutely no right or reason to claim them other than the fact that they can. Yep, I totally agree with you, but my vote would, if the party was to come out and say, look, we're reducing these benefits and going to, um, uh, like, praise the working man and reward him for actually going out and working, I w if they'd done the same with benefits, I'd have no problem with my tax going up. I think that's, I think that's a very good point well made, that it's actually down to who's going to make the system fairer so that when you do have to pay, you admit and don't mind that you have to pay. That's John in Reading. Thank you very much indeed uh, for that. I'll come back to your text in just one second. 84850. Uh, two things I'm asking you to text on, because I know you like a good text at this time of the morning. I, 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 you might be busy. I don't know, cleaning your bits or doing whatever it is that you're doing. And therefore, that means that you can't necessarily get to the telephone. But I'd like you to. Uh, if you want to use a text, by the way, uh, Alicia Dixon, should she quit? 84850 on that. And also, if you want to explain what the point of Jordan is, I'd love to know, because I've yet to understand. However, let me tell you that we've got a fantastic Samsung netbook to be won in today's How Low Reverse Auction. With all the top features you'd expect from Samsung, this netbook is incredibly small and light and very powerful. Despite being small and compact, it has a normal notebook-sized keyboard to make typing easier. And with battery life of up to seven hours, it's ideal to carry around town. It can enable you to work from anywhere. Here's how to play. Lowest unique bid wins. That's the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Auction closes at 6pm today. And don't forget that David Mellor is back once again for Drive. So during his show, 6 o'clock, that's when the auction closes. You've got to be in it to win it. And you text LBC followed by your bid in pence to treble eight two one. That's LBC followed by your bid in pence to treble eight two one. Bids cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Lines close at six pm. Bidders must be over sixteen. And if you'd like to see the full terms and conditions, go to our website or the w's lbc.co.uk. In the meantime, I'd like you to join the conversation. Who do you trust with the economy? Who do you want to make the decisions for? You give me a call. Oh eight four five six oh six oh nine seven three. LBC ninety seven point three. And the time has just gone 5.31. A very good morning to you. It's Monday morning. Uh, don't start suddenly thinking that you can have a little lion or that your clock's gone wrong or suddenly it's Saturday morning. No, it's me, James Max, in for Steve Allen. Uh, this morning and tomorrow morning here on London's Biggest Conversation, LBC 97.3. And in homage uh, to the fact that, um, well, you like a bit of a text. We know that. 84850. If you want to text me asking you whether or not you think Alicia Dixon should quit uh, Strictly Come Dancing as a judge, many of you seem to have the knives out and on the front pages of pretty much every newspaper, both broadsheet and red top the criticism is out so, uh, and, and I'm afraid having watched it, or watched some of it quite frankly, because I switched over the X-Facts is so much better, even though I don't like the audience uh, fact is, she wasn't that great, she's not bad but it just seems a shame, really. It's, it's sort of, I don't know, whoever cast that one made a terrible error, I think. So it is time, probably, that she should go. Uh, and many of you seem to agree. However, asking you on the text on that. Uh, James, lovely to hear your dulcet tones. 
Saw you last week at the Caf- oh no, Cavendish Square fashion show launch where you were talking to the lovely Rafe. Leave Alicia alone. <laughs> oh dear, that's from Maria in Croydon. Um, apparently, well, the thing is, you see, uh, I was invited to this show uh, and party. It was uh, London Fashion Week, or it is London Fashion Week, so there were parties. And uh, somebody decided that it would be a really good idea to invite me along, because apparently I'm a celebrity. <laughs> So not. Anyway, so I turned up, and it was it was quite fun, to be fair. And there's nothing wrong with turning up to somewhere where there were free drinks, canapes, and a few minor celebrities, and it was quite fun. Uh, but I was at this particular do, and, um, yeah, there we go. Uh, James, I like Alicia, but what happened to Arlene Phillips? Mm, well, she was pushed out. Um, Fran says, oh, bring back Steve. It's far too serious to wake up to at five o'clock in the morning. Oh, come on, Fran, get with the programme. 0845 I'm not asking... Oh, it is quite a serious question, isn't it? Who... <laughs> oh, go on. Listen, who would you trust to run the economy? OK, Fran, you're right. I admit it. I'm sorry about that. But you know what? It's an important thing. Do you really want to talk? I've asked you to explain what you think the point of Jordan is. Uh, apparently she's just a waste of space, according to one text. Uh, but there we go. Uh, 84850 is uh, the text number. And also, if you want to email me, jamesm at lbc.co.uk. But I want to hear from you, not only in respect of who do you trust with the economy. George Osborne has said that there will be a 3p rise in income tax, and that means that the more you earn, the more you're going to have to pay in order to fill Labour's tax hole. And he says it's a tax bombshell. And do you remember, during the course of the 90s, the reason that, or one of the reasons that uh, Neil Kinnock's Labour Party didn't get in in 92 is because there was that double whammy, Labour's tax bombshell. It appears as if history is repeating itself, isn't it? 0845 on that. And also, Baroness Scotland. I don't know if you've seen this lady. Uh, she is um, the Attorney General. She is uh, been elevated by Gordon Brown. And indeed, she's under fire. Downing Street insists that uh, Mr Brown retains full confidence in Lady Scotland, who is the most senior law officer in Britain. However, there are two very big issues hanging over her. She's facing an official inquiry after um, her Tongan housekeeper overstayed her student visa by five years. So the lady who brought in the law to say you must not employ somebody who is not legitimately here broke the law and employed somebody who wasn't legitimately here. So if that wasn't bad enough, there's a small question of £170,000 which have been wrongly pocketed by Baroness Scotland in parliamentary expenses, it was claimed last night. The Attorney-General was paid £38,280 a year in allowances meant for peers who lived outside London. Guess what? She lives in Chiswick. But she still claimed the amount. £170,000. What kind of example does it set when you've got the Attorney-General, the most senior law individual? I was looking for the right term there. I can't find it. You know, the person who is there to enforce, if you like, the government's stance on law is probably the easiest way to explain her position. The Attorney General is the official title. But here she is, and on two major points, she appears to not being particularly straight with us. First of all, she's employed somebody who shouldn't be here, and secondly, she's claimed money that she shouldn't be claiming. Sorry, if you're in charge of law, you shouldn't do that. Go. Fa sacked. 
0845 973 Is it time for Gordon Brown to show his mettle and sack Baroness Scotland? I say yes. Do you agree? 0845 973 That's the number to call on that one. And also, who do you trust to run the economy? Give me a call. Sean is in Grays in Thurrock. Hi, Sean. Hi, Good morning. Who do you trust with the economy? Oh, um, well, I, I don't trust any of the main three parties. So, uh, I, I haven't trusted Labour for ages. Um, Tony Blair, he, he just, he made me laugh when he wouldn't. But I, I, I've got children, and when he comes to giving them the triple jab, he, he's telling us that we have to do MMR jabs. And then when he was asked, he said, well, it's none of your business. But then he's telling the old country that what they've got to have, you know, and that thing, uh, as though he was always running on double standards. So do you think that what we've got a problem of is there are these double standards, and when you have double standards, it makes it very difficult for you to trust the politicians. I mean, Gordon Brown, what I find difficult is that he seemed to be so right on the economy for so many years... If he had continued to be straight with us, saying boom and bust is actually over because we've got this worldwide economic problem, here's how I'm going to help you deal with it, which he, he did effectively. He, he started off dealing with it pretty well. But then if he was straight with us now and said, look, we've now spent so much money, I'm going to have to tax you more and spend less, and we're going to have some difficult decisions, and if he was just honest, then I might trust him a little bit more with it. Yeah, I, I feel as though he's the... He was Chancellor when Tony Blair was in, so he was part of the responsibility why we spent so much money anyway. And so I blame him for the mess what we're in. Well, exactly, and I suppose one can spend an awful lot of time blaming Gordon Brown and saying that uh, it was a brown mess that we find ourselves in. It couldn't be a more appropriate surname, though, could it? Uh, Sean, thank you for that. 0845 973 Who do you trust to run the economy? And also, Baroness Scotland, increasingly, I think it is time that she went. I cannot see a reason why you can have somebody who is the Attorney General, the most senior uh, government law minister, if you like, and she's passing laws but not sticking to them herself. She's employed somebody who overstayed their student visa by five years. It wasn't just a couple of months, it was five years. So she didn't check where this person came from, she employed them, and she broke the law that she actually put in place. And also, she's been accused of wrongly pocketing £170,000 in parliamentary expenses. Uh, As uh, a lady, she's able to claim those um, uh, legal expenses, if you like, from the House of Lords, except only if you live outside London. Her main home, it's in Chiswick, in West London. So £170,000 has been claimed by her for things that maybe she shouldn't have claimed for. So is it time she went? I say yes. And I think it's time that Gordon Brown showed his true metal and fired her. 0845 973 Personally, I don't want to have people presiding over matters of legal uh, state and law who are not complying with the law themselves. I think it's a disgrace. 0845 6060973 on that. And also, I know you like a good text. 84850 on the text, because I'm asking you whether or not Alicia Dixon should quit. And what's the point of Jordan? Um, Jordan, waste of space. Uh, ben says, uh, and you said you wouldn't stand in for Steve. Good morning. Hello, Ben. How are you? Safe travels to work, Ben. Yes. Tim says, uh, James, how's the Aston? Better than the economy, I hope. At least you can trust such a great car. It's true. 
the Aston, uh, who's called Dougal, is extremely well. Drove him the other day. Oh, fabulous. And don't think that I don't care about the, the greenness of your environment. Of course I do, because the other car... It's so embarrassing. It's a gee whiz. It's an electric car. I drove it this morning on the way into work. It was such fun driving through central London. No traffic in the gee whiz. And because it was dark, there were no youths pointing at me going, you've been owned. 0845 that's the number to call. John's in Stockwell. Hi, John. Hello. Good morning. Who do you trust with the economy? I don't trust any of them. I think they're all as bad as one another because uh, I've uh, worked under uh, the Conservatives and Labour and uh, I work in the health service and uh, I just think they're all as bad as one another. And uh, I don't know how George Osborne can go on about uh, Brown because I just think Conservatives were awful when they were in power and I remember working in the health service in the early 90s and the cutbacks were horrendous. So uh, when they go on about tax and all this, uh, they're all as bad as one another. Well, I, I hear what you say in terms of they're all as bad as each other, but George Osborne, of course, wasn't in power. He, he no. might be a Conservative, but in a sense, the people who are in power at the moment have had an awfully long shot at it, and most of us seem to be pretty grumpy with them. Yeah. So in the same way that the Conservatives have been in for far too long the last time, and yeah. then they were all turfed out for a generation. Yeah. Maybe we're just saying, OK, they're all as rubbish as each other, but at least uh, for the first few years of somebody being in power, at least they might be slightly honest with us. Well, I think Cameron is a, an honest MP. Although I'm Labour, I believe that he is, would make a good Prime Minister. Uh, I just think it's the true blue Labour. Uh, they will eventually push through, I think. And I think, uh, although I do vote Labour, I think they deserve to lose the election. I think it will be a good thing, and I think it will give him a good kick up the backside. I mean, it's an interesting point that you make that about uh, David Cameron, because in a sense, what to t Tony... I was going to say Tory Blair. What Tony Blair did in order to get into power was that he moved to the right. There's no yeah. doubt that his first term, he was described as the best Conservative Prime Minister the Conservatives never had. Well, we had to have him, and he made some good choices, I think, at first, you know, some bold choices, because uh, we would have never been in power for so long, uh, so... He made the right choices, I think, and I think Cameron will. I think he is, uh, you know, a good MP, and I think he'd make a great Prime Minister. It's just, I think, like I said, it'd be the true blue Tories, I, I think, that eventually will even push him out if he gets into power. Well, I think that's an interesting point, because I suppose any political party, as soon as they've been in for any length of power, look what happened to Margaret Thatcher yeah, initially. Yeah. She had to have people from the left side, the wets, as they were called, mm. in her cabinet. But as they grew in ascendancy, so she kicked them out, and she became more radical. When yeah. she became more radical, quite frankly, most of us got fed up with her. Yeah, yeah, we did, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and in a sense, that's what happens, that centre politics is where you have this kind of compromise or otherwise. Does this mean, then, John... When you have this desire for centre politics, that does that make the Lib Dem claim that we should have propor pro proportional representation? Does that mean that, you know, that should have some credibility with us, that we would never have these extremists of left or right if we were to have that kind of voting system? Or do you actually think that allows the loons in, as we saw with the, with the European elections? No, I think uh, the Lib Debs are right on that. I think, uh, you know, let the loons in, you know what I mean? Because if it did get into power, I think you and I know, they'd they, they just break down immediately, you know what I mean? So uh, they must have that right, I think, uh, to uh, have a go at it. Well, I think, I think that's certainly a, a very good point, and uh, thank you very much indeed for giving us your thoughts, John, this morning. 08456060973. John doesn't really trust anybody, and even as a Labour voter, says that David Cameron might actually be a good Prime Minister, but only until, um, you know, he's, he's 
I don't know, able to sort of I mean, put forward his policies, but then he's worried that the True Blues will kick him out because he's a bit too left-wing for them. 0845 60973, who do you trust with the economy? And also, on the text, uh, 84850... Uh, Aggie seems to like uh, this chit-chat this morning, so that's very kind. Thank you, Aggie. Uh, David Cameron wouldn't trust any politician, however. Would you give him a chance? And James on Strictly, they could bring Arlene back. A few years ago, Louis Walsh was brought back on on the X Factor, says John in Northwood. That's a very good point, because I'm talking to you about uh, Alicia Dixon. There are many claims that, quite frankly, uh, the knives are out because she was so dreadful on Strictly Come Dancing. But what do you think? 84850, should Alicia Dixon quit as a Strictly Come Dancing judge? What's the point of Jordan? Go on, you know you want to. 84850 on that. And also asking you whether or not Gordon Brown should sack Baroness Scotland. She is, of course, the Attorney General. Should she be sacked because she employed an illegal immigrant and also because she's claimed £170,000 of parliamentary expenses that she shouldn't have done, according to reports? And also... Who do you trust for the economy? Lots for you to think about this morning, and I'm sorry if it's not your usual fare, but you know how it is. I- I'm sitting in for Steve Allen, who is away on holiday, so why not have something different? A change is as good as a rest. Yes, 0845 973 That's the number to call. Time now, though, 5.45. And that means it's time for your latest news headlines here on London's biggest conversation, LBC 97.3. The Lib Dems are proposing a new tax on homeowners whose properties are worth more than a million pounds. They say they'd raise more than £17 billion a year by targeting the wealthiest members of society. Jade Goody's widower, Jack Tweed, is in court today, charged with rape. And business leaders say students should face higher fees, bigger loan repayments and fewer grants. The National Union of Students says it's astonished at the suggestion from the CBI. And time now, with the time approaching, ooh, 5.47, to catch up with the latest travel news and say good morning to Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, James. Good morning. If you're heading on to the M25, very foggy at the moment. That's uh, certainly worthwhile listening to. James O'Brien, one of the best listens probably that you find at all. Seriously, if you've never listened to him, it's... The man is on fire. Anyway, uh, it's me, James Manx, in for Steve Allen, here on uh, London's Biggest Conversation, LBC 97.3. I'm here with your early breakfast show until 7 o'clock, when, of course, the award-winning Nick Ferrari will be with you. Uh, It's worth mentioning, says um, uh, an email from Simon, who says, Morning, Steve, I mean, James, quick question for you. How come Christo's photo is coming up when listening to you online? Have you changed your name? No, I haven't. Due to a a little bit of last-minute reshuffling... Christo was supposed to be here all week in for Steve, but I thought it would be a bit cumbersome if I said, I'm James Max, in for Christo, who's in for Steve. I thought that would be just a bit... Christo was in overnight, and he's going to be in overnight tonight as well, because the guy who was supposed to be doing it is ill. So then, because I was on last night, they didn't want to put me on overnight, because otherwise you would have had Max complete overload, and that would have been a disaster, because I was with you last night, whereas Christo wasn't, because he was away on holiday. Does that make sense? No. Brilliant. 84850 if you want to text me. James M at lbc.co.uk if you want to email me. And 0845 6060973 is the number to call if you want to telephone me. Yes, you heard that right. You can use the telephone. The lines are open. And I'm asking you this morning whether or not you think that the Attorney General, Baroness Scotland, should be fired for a small question of £170,000, which has been wrongly pocketed in parliamentary expenses, it's claimed. And also... She hired somebody who was not 
uh, able to work in this country because she was an illegal Im- immigrant and she'd broken her student visa by five years. Here's a lady who sets the laws. She set that law and she broke it. As a point of principle, she should go. 08456060973 on that. Also, who do you trust on the economy? George Osborne says 3p on income tax to fill Gordon Brown's tax hole. So, who do you trust? Gordon Brown, admittedly, uh, didn't say that there were going to be any cuts at all because he said spend your way out of recession. And now he's saying, hmm, we're going to have some cuts. So who do you trust? 0845 If you've never called a radio station before, I want you to tell me who you trust. I want you to tell me what you think. Not the detail. You don't have to be an economics expert. You'd, if you're waking up and going to work this morning, you just want politicians you can trust, don't you? So give me a call. 0845 Nine seven three. Uh, Marianne is in Croydon. Hi, Marianne. Oh, hello, Max. You always uh, make me laugh. Oh, yes, Marianne. <laughs> you can call me James if you like. Oh, you're James today, aren't you? Yes. Well, I'm always James, but oh. it's okay. Uh, and so I make you laugh, do I? Yes, you do. Well, that's um, lovely. First of all, I know you don't like the dancing program. Oh, it's rubbish. But it's getting people fitter. You know. Um, where people used to slump in their armchairs, watch television all the time, they are going out dancing. I know that I'm an older person, and I've always loved dancing. If are I you? Get I... A chance, I get up and dance. Oh. I thought you were in your twenties, Marianne. Oh no, that's flatterer. Yes, I do my best. Um, no, dancing is very, very good for you. This is true, except if you dance like your dad, like I do, not good for public display. Well, I don't agree with you. Oh, really? Um, I'm always the first person on the floor, <laughs> on my own. I'm just going on holiday on my own. Nobody would get out of their chairs, so I got up. <laughs> I know so you meant something. Everybody some... else yeah. got up there. I know you meant something else entirely, Marianne, <laughs> but I'm afraid if you're going to make comments like that, no, first person on the floor... Me, don't you? Is that because you have a few... Mm. There has to be a few... Somebody goes first. Well, I, I can I can hear what you say, and I understand why people like to watch it. Personally, I think Strictly Come Dancing after seven series. It's tired, it's boring, Bruce should retire. I know he's a national treasure, he can't get his words out, can't read the order queue. Bit too old, he should go. Test Daily doesn't really do anything apart from smile gently. And the format's boring, and the judges are useless, and uh, Alicia, what a waste of space. Yeah, but that's only your opinion. Indeed it? it is. And we've all got our own opinion. Well, that's true. I think it's... If everybody in this country went dancing, we would solve this um, fat problem where people slump in front of their armchairs in the evening and don't even move a muscle, only to press the remote. This is true. Marianne, on that point, you and I are in utter agreement. We should get the nation dancing. It would solve a lot of problems. Well, thank you very much indeed for that. You heard what Marianne says, and she might be right. Jack's in Southend. Hi, Jack. Hello, how are you? I am very perky, thank you, but I do think that Baroness Scotland should be fired. What do you think? I think she's fired, hugged, brought and quartered, to be honest, because she's stealing, and she's the one that writes the laws. So if, you, if you're if you you're a solicitor and you do something wrong, you're up for the full brunt of the law, aren't you? I mean, it is extraordinary that it, what... In, in that position, isn't it interesting that if, for example, you get a criminal record as a solicitor, you can no longer practice, you get struck off by the Law Society. So it is an, an argument to say, look, you've done something wrong here, 
and in particular she's found uh, to have abused the parliamentary expenses. We've obviously got to wait and see what they say, but they are uh, accusing her of taking £170,000 in, in expenses when she shouldn't have taken them. They're for uh, allowances for peers who live outside London. She lives in Chiswick and she was taking £38,280 a year for the pleasure. Yeah, but 38000 Most people that work in London are lucky to break that. And anyone that works outside of L- London, like myself, is lucky to even get 28000 Yeah, but think about it this. It's not just £38,000. That's, that's tax-free. So that's yeah, the equivalent that's exactly. of about £60,000. And she's also claiming her wage on top of that. Yeah, of course. What do they do with the money? I have no idea what she does. Well, she she spends it on on getting illegal immigrants to be her housekeeper. Exactly, another law that she's broken. So that's two uh, two strikes and you're out, isn't it? Well, I think it should be one strike and you're out if you're in that serious position of uh, authority. Exactly, Jordan Brown should man up and show a bit, like you say, show a bit of metal and get rid of her, and uh, maybe get rid of himself while he's at it. Oh, yes, chance chance would be a fine thing, Jack. Uh, but thank you very much indeed uh, for that. Jordan Brown says, Jack should fire Baroness Scotland. It's two strikes uh, and she should be out. My view is that it's one strike and you should be out. But the fact is, she's still in power four days after all these revelations and she's still there. And I think it makes a mockery of the law. Why should you pay attention to any laws if the person who sets the law breaks them? One law for them, one law for you. Sorry, doesn't wash. 08456060973 on that. Also, who do you trust to run the economy? Noel's in Ashford. Hi, Noel. Good morning. Um, I definitely don't trust uh, Gordon Brown. Uh, in the boom years, you could see that they were spending so much money, increasing more taxes. If it was supposed to be really, really good, um, but they taxed everyone to the hill. And now there's a bit of a downturn, uh, which they've slightly tried to revert, and uh, they have to spend more money. So it's, uh, well, in, in the good years, why didn't they save money? Why, when, why didn't they uh, be cautious when uh, allegedly we were doing so well? I mean, they sold the gold reserves that the country had at probably a record low uh, back, well, probably uh, eight, nine years ago. I think they sold all the gold reserves at like $380, and gold's now tripled that value. Um, you know, and they've sold loads of things off, and it was supposed to be, supposed to be doing really, really, really well. Um, I don't think you saw um, what was happening to the economy at all. And it, I work in the city, and uh, not not uh, in the same type of job as you used to do, but um, you could see back in mid last year things weren't looking good. Uh, everyone knew everything was uh, coming to an end, but uh, the government didn't see it. I don't know why. Uh, and I wouldn't trust Brown as far as I could throw him, to be honest. This is true, and uh, even though he apparently does throw things like telephones and, and staplers and things around his office, I don't think I'd, I'd be able to throw him very far, and neither would you, so probably you're, you're clearly not trusting him very much at all, Noel. Thank you very much indeed uh, for that, and I think that is the problem. When you have a politician that you don't trust, they might be giving you messages that you don't want, and I think Gordon Brown, certainly whilst he was Chancellor, he gave us messages that we did want and some that we didn't want. But I think he had your trust. The problem is, where is that trust now, given that he won't admit to the fact that he's going to have to make massive cuts to public expenditure after the election, and also he's going to have to increase taxes after the next election? 0845 And also, why won't he sack Baroness Scotland? Let's just pick up on some of your ke- uh, texts talking about Alicia Dixon. People do not realise that she's been a great performer for a few years. So, on performance alone, she has what it takes. Shame she talks rubbish, though. Darren from Greenwich says they lent the money to the banks. Why are they not paying it back? I never messed up. Why should I have to pay for it? Clive's enjoying the show. 
Thank you, Clive. Alicia Dixon should go. There's a blank spot where it comes to judging. But there we go. Uh, I'd like you to join in the conversation here on LBC 97.3, where it's me, James Max, in for the great Steve Allen. Imagine I want to go online to do extensive research on something dear to me. A very good morning to you. It's just gone seven minutes past six o'clock. I'm James Max, in for Steve Allen, uh, both today and tomorrow, and I'd be delighted for you to join in the conversation. Of course, Steve's on holiday, and if you're looking at the uh, internet website, lbc.co.uk, you might see a little picture of Christo, who was actually with you overnight. And he's going to be with you again overnight, tonight slash tomorrow. And then I'm going to be back with you tomorrow morning for early breakfast. And then, of course, at 7 o'clock, it'll be Nick Ferrari with his award-winning breakfast show. And because it's me, it means that you can pick up your telephone. Give me a call. 0845 6060 I'll uh, give you a heads up on a couple of things I'm asking you about. But uh, another story which is in today's newspapers, and in quite a few of the newspapers as well, because statistics have now been published for drunkenness. Convictions for drunkenness have plummeted by 84% over the past three decades. It would appear as if our nation is no longer concerned about being drunk and disorderly. So booze convictions, in 1977 there were 108,871 booze convictions. And in 2007 there were 17,421 booze cautions, 40,723 in 1987... 6,112 in 2007. Now, um, forgive me if uh, you think that I'm being slightly flippant about this, but um, do you think that we as a nation are slightly less drunken? Uh, When you go out, do you see less drunken youths on the street? Uh, I don't think so. What on earth is our problem? Boozed up yobs on cheap drink fueled binges plague Britain, but guess what? Fewer than ever face justice. Well, that's a headline from the current bun this morning, and I think they're absolutely right. Why on earth are we allowing supermarkets to sell cheap alcohol, and why are, on earth are the Rosers not going out and doing their job and uh, getting people who are foolishly going beyond what they should be taking on board in terms of their drinks? and being done for drunk and disorderly behaviour. And I'll be honest with you, I have had my collar felt for being drunk and disorderly. I know, it was very bad. I went to a... This was a long time ago, dear listener. I went to a party, and I probably learnt my lesson as a result of it. But we were at the party, I was clearly uh, out my tree, and I was outside the pub, and uh, the policeman obviously thought that I was um, being a bit too loud, and... Um, probably called him something and then there was this thing on my shoulder and it said no one calls me that and gets away with it and anyway i was taken off uh, off i was into the back of the police van and nina nina off to the old rosa's house so that taught me my lesson and funny enough i haven't been caught since being drunk and disorderly but do you think it is time that being drunk and disorderly was considered a crime and that, in fact, in order to stop the drunken behaviour on our streets, running around shouting, after a certain period of time, if you are drink fueled, should be an offence. So that you understand your responsibilities, that if you're going to go and get drunk, fine, no-one's got a problem, please. You know, no-one's got a, a, a problem with you going out and getting drunk if that's what you want to do. Not trying to stop you having a drink, having fun. However... Antisocial behaviour is something that we seem to have a problem with. We can't deal with it as a nation. It's out of control. 
So, do you think that we should be targeting more booze convictions because, in fact, drunken disorderly behaviour is something which is so antisocial that, in fact, you'd like to see it clamped down upon? 0845 6060973. Give me a call. Tell me whether you think drunk and disorderly behaviour should be considered once again as a crime and that there should be a target on getting booze convictions. And that means fining people, uh, sending people, I don't know, off to rehabilitation or whatever it is. I don't know what the solution is, though. Or maybe you just say, well, let's actually try and stop the problem in the first place. And the problem is fueled by alcohol being sold in supermarkets for below price. So therefore, let's, let's stop supermarkets selling alcohol. If you can't stop drunken behaviour, then stop them selling it. I'm not quite sure what the right answer is, but I'd like you to tell me what you think. 0845 6060973 on that. Do you think drunk and disorderly behaviour should once again be considered as a serious crime and that we should be targeting booze convictions? Tell me what you think. Also talking to you about Baroness Scotland, whether or not you think that she should be fired by Gordon Brown. She sat there, in my view, for too long. She, she hired somebody who had... Um, overstayed her student visa by five years and if that wasn't bad enough she has been accused of wrongly pocketing £170,000 in parliamentary expenses. This is the lady who sets the laws. So if you set the law you should follow the law, shouldn't you? Give me a call on that as well. 0845 973 David's in the city. Morning David. Morning James. What's the point you'd like to make? Well first, first a couple of points really. Uh, yes. Firstly in, in defence of, of Baroness Scotland um, she she may not have been aware that that the person she employed, who who was above board when she first employed her, she may not have been aware that um, that, that her visa or student visa or whatever it was run out had run out. I mean, I don't really know of, of many employers that do an annual check on their staff, but that, that there is there is that. Let also, me ask you a question then, David. Um, then doesn't that show that? she is either incompetent or stupid then for having passed a law which meant that she was breaking the law if it's difficult to do if it's I impossible to work out whether or not somebody is or is not illegal in terms of their employment status she set the law she was the person who brought it in so if she did that she's either stupid or naive then well yeah m possibly naive possibly i don't know um i'm not defending her. I'm, I'm not defending what she did uh, all I'm saying is that she could actually plead ignorance and say, well, I wasn't aware of it. Um, but, like I say, it, it, it could be something that just slipped through. And what uh, about these oh, expenses, though? £170,000 oh, in oh, parliamentary oh, expenses? She knew she lived in Chiswick. Not only should she be sacked, she should be made to repay the money that she took. Um, she, she accepted the money knowing full well she lived in Chiswick. No, no, um, n n nothing there. She should be sacked. It, it's, if it was you or I, James... We'd have to, we'd be sacked, and we'd have to pay that money back. Absolutely, I'd be delighted if I got thirty-eight thousand uh, pounds tax-free a year just for living in West London. Well, that'd take the sting out of your weekends, wouldn't it? Oh, <laughs> it certainly would, David. I'd love that. Yes, I, I, I'll, I'll be writing to LBC Towers very shortly to say, listen, um, I work in, I work in the centre of London, and, and I, and I live just not very far away, but. I, it cost me a lot of money to live in my house, so can I have some expenses, please? Yeah. I, I think I know what the answer would be, David, yeah. and I don't oh, think it would. I don't think it would begin with a Y, end with an, an S, and have an E in the middle. And and, and as for a, a party uh, to, to to look after the economy or look after our money that we pay in 
uh, week in, week out. Uh, I, I trust parties. I've got nothing wrong with parties. It's politicians I don't trust. <laughs> well, this is... <laughs> uh, I mean, go, going on their expenses claims um, and, and what's been unearthed in the last 12 months, um, I, won't, I, I won't trust them with my money. Well, you see, um, this is... This so is... Where do you, this is this is the problem, David. That we've got politicians who are making laws; they're not even sticking to them themselves. And the question is, do you trust them? So, uh, thank you very much indeed for your call. Oh eight four five six zero six zero nine seven three. Tell me whether Baroness Scotland should be fired for having not only hired somebody who was an illegal immigrant, but also having claimed one hundred and seventy thousand pounds that uh, it's claimed she claimed incorrectly. So she's the lady who sets the laws. Should she be fired? And also, tell me about what you think in respect of drunkenness. Convictions are down, but behaviour is worse. So do you think that we need to put drunken behaviour higher up in terms of the law and whether or not you think that uh, people who are drunken disorderly should be charged, fined or sent wherever if they're caught? 0845 6060 973. Also, I've got a text for you in just one second, so if you like texting, uh, I've got a couple of things for you. However, the time has just gone 16 minutes past 6 o'clock. So it's time now to catch up with the latest LBC News headlines with Matthew Schofield. Lib Dem Treasury spokesman Vince Cable is set to tell him three. Absolutely, and the time now is coming up to 20 minutes past six o'clock. If you're wondering who these dulcet tones belong to, it's me, James Max, in for Steve Allen. Steve, of course, away for the week. It's going to be me today and tomorrow, and then Christo with you for the rest of the week for your early breakfast show. And asking you this morning whether or not you think that drunken disorderly behaviour should now become a crime in the sense that criminal convictions are down. And I don't think drunkenness is down. It's just that criminal convictions are down. And I don't think handing out penalty notices on the street is the solution. But what is? How do you stop people getting so pie-eyed that they are misbehaving on your street? Because it is extremely antisocial. I don't know about you, but every night... I live just off the King's Road in London, and the King's Road has a London... Uh, you know, some great pubs, it's a lovely place to go, it's quite an exciting place to live. But the problem is that because there are uh, a combination of pubs and clubs... There are always people shouting at the street in three o'clock in the morning. There was this morning, I woke up very early, took the dog for a walk. There are people on the street shouting and screaming. Sorry, where are the rosers? Arrest these people. It's antisocial. It's also quite threatening, I think, if you're walking through London to see people who are just so drunk and shouting and screaming. But what do you think? 0845 Also asking you um, whether or not you think it's time that Baroness Scotland was fired for not only hiring somebody who was uh, an illegal immigrant, had overstayed their um, uh, visa by five years, but also she's been wrong, um, wrongly pocketing £170,000 in parliamentary expenses. It was claimed last night £38,280 a year in allowances meant for peers who lived outside London when she lives in Chiswick. 08456060973, that's the number to call. It's a telephone, and therefore you can pick it up and use it. I know you can't always, but you can on this particular show. 84850 if you want to text me. I was asking you whether or not Alicia Dixon should be fired off Strictly Come Dancing. Still happy to take your text on that. However, there's something else which is extremely worrying. The sale and the purchase of, in my view, a hideous item of fashion has gone through the roof. Sales have risen from £22 million a year to £33 million in the past decade. It's a boom of 
pyjama sales. Who wears pyjamas? If you wear pyjamas, can you tell me why? And if you've suddenly gone out and buying them, it, apparently it's all the youths. It's become all the range to wander around in your gym jams. So maybe you'd like to text me uh, with your most unfashionable item in your wardrobe uh, with news that pyjamas are back. Uh, text me on 84850. The most unfashionable item in my wardrobe is. And if you wear Ugg boots, those are unfashionable, by the way. There is no excuse for an Ugg boot. Sorry, they're horrible. Revolting. Pyjamas also, um, they are pretty ugly and horrible. I'm trying to... I'm, I'm going to have to give some thought as to my most unfashionable item. I, I, I do have some hideous clothing disasters, I'll admit to you. But uh, what do you wear in bed as well? I mean, I don't want to know the intimate details. I'm a boxer short and t-shirt man myself. But what about you? Do you wear pyjamas in bed? I always just think that they're a bit sort of smelly. I mean, you know, the first time that you wear them, fine. But you just say, think how much. I know this isn't a nice thought when you're getting out of bed. But if you do wear the old gym jams, think how much you sweat whilst you're sleeping. And then you wear those things for a week. <sighs> no wonder they're hot. Gym jams have never been sexier, apparently. No, I'm not going to ask Nick Ferrari whether or not he wears Jim Jams in bed. Right, 84850. The most unfashionable item in my wardrobe is... Text me on that. And also, tell me whether or not you actually are a Jim Jam fan. £22 million uh, pounds of sales have risen now, and it's now £33 million. Pounds. That means there's a massive amount of old Jim Jam sales. Why? So, uh, give us a call on that, 0845 or text me, 84850. The most unfashionable item in my wardrobe is... I'll come to calls in just one second. However, we've got a fantastic Samsung netbook to be won in today's How Low Reverse auction. It's got all the top features you'd expect from a Samsung. The netbook, incredibly small and light, very powerful. Despite being small and compact, it's got a notebook-sized keyboard to make typing easier. And with a battery life of up to seven hours, it's ideal to carry around town. Now, here's how you play. The lowest unique bid wins. That's the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Auction closes at 6pm today. Text LBC, followed by your bid in pence, to treble eight two one. That's LBC, followed by your bid in pence, to treble eight two one. Bids cost pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Lines close at 6pm. Bidders, you've got to be over 16. And if you want to see the full terms and conditions, go to our website lbc.co.uk it's also worth going to our website by the way if you want to see your team at the weekend if you're missing steve allen you can go and have a look at him with a marrow and if you're missing me or wonder who the heck i am you can see me in a beautiful check shirt reading newspapers lbc.co.uk for that uh, let's go back to your calls peter's in ilford hi peter Good morning, James. How are you? Good morning, Peter. I'm actually quite perky. I managed to get to bed earlier than I would ever... I don't think I've ever been to bed at 9.30 before, but I did yesterday. Nice one. I know. I was uh, quite perky this morning. How are you? Pretty good, thanks. Right. Excellent. Baroness Scotland. Oh, yes. There's actually two people who need to be fired. Oh, yes. Baroness Scotland for being the employer. Yes. But mainly, whoever passed the CRB check. No, that's, that's a very good point, isn't it? Because being a government contractor or whatever, obviously anyone who's working for a government official or any, anyone in an official capacity of power needs to be CRB check. And one of the things that you're required to have a look at when you are having a CRB check is a passport. Isn't it extraordinary that for some reason all of us normal people who abide by the law mostly are the people who get caught out fined ticketed uh, picked up by cameras whatever it may be and there are thousands of people who 
claim benefits who shouldn't claim them, who work when they shouldn't be working, who MPs who pocket their expenses, all these other things which you might think are absolutely obvious and easy to pick out and we just seem to have no means of picking out those people who are actually breaking the law. It's just a disgrace. Well, of course it is. And that's unfortunately the uh, situation of the country at the moment. Um, to make an honest living is very, very hard. And to actually go around skiving, ducking and diving and cutting corners like Baron of Scotland's officials who've employed this person is a lot easier. You can't make an honest living these days. I think, I think that's a very good point. Well made, Peter. Thank you very much indeed for that. Uh, Pat, thank you for hanging on. You called all the way from Stansted. Hello, Pat. That's right. Hello there, James. Hello, Pat. Um, <coughs> Baron of Scotland. Yes. If I, actually, a gentleman before has more or less said what I was going to say. If it had been me employing... An, let's say an illegal immigrant, and I'd also claimed uh, or failed to fill in my income tax, as I should have done, I would have been hauled over the coals for that, and by now I would have been, whatever the word is, summoned or cautioned or whatever. We haven't heard a word from Baroness Scotland, have we? No, indeed not. she thinks. No. No. And if I... And the other thing... Well, if I you have time, I've got the other thing I was mentioning about... You saying drunk and disorderly? Yes. I wonder if they've changed the title of that. That's why it's gone down. Um, perhaps perhaps d- they don't call it that anymore. Well, I'm not sure they do call it that anymore. But Pat, one uh, comment that's come through on the text machine, which is um, th- there are probably no targets as set by government, which is why the police don't focus upon it. And if they did, then suddenly we'd see uh, convictions rise. Pat, thank you very much indeed for that. Just picking up on some of your text, by the way. Um, ignorance of the law would not be an accepted as an excuse from you or me, but it seems to be for your MPs. Also, talking about what you're wearing in bed. No, because sales of pyjamas have gone up. So, as a result of that, uh, Kate says naked all the way. Uh, And asking you about filthy, um, no, not habits, uh, items in your wardrobe. Uh, My daughter has a pair of gold Ugg boots. Text me on 84850 with your hideous fashion statements. LBC 97.3 And the time's just gone 6.33. Very good morning to you. I'm James Max with your early breakfast show here on London's biggest conversation, LBC 97.3. Of course, in for Steve Allen, who's away for this week. So if you're wondering whether or not you can pick up the telephone and actually give me a telephone call, yes, you can. 0845 6060973. And I'm asking you about drunkenness on our streets because booze convictions have gone down staggeringly by 84%. 108,871 convictions in 1977, 17,421 convictions in 2007. Do you think we've become slightly less drunken? Uh, don't think so. So why is it that those convictions have gone down? And do you think that that priority should be raised? There should be more booze convictions for drunk and disorderly behaviour. 0845 6060973 also asking about Baroness Scotland should she resign I'd say yes this is a disgrace the woman who sets the laws breaks the laws and I'm sorry if you set the law you should really stand by it and as a point of principle she should go here she is she's employed somebody who overstayed their welcome by five years having broken their student visa and not got the right permissions to stay in this country an illegal immigrant Baroness Scotland uh, Lady Scotland as she's called the Attorney General employed this woman. She's also uh, wrongly pocketed, according to claims last night, as £170,000 of parliamentary expenses, claiming £38,280 a year for uh, allowances meant for peers who lived outside London when she lives in Chiswick. 
So, what do you think about that? Should Baroness Scotland resign? 0845 973 Drunk and disorderly behaviour? Should it be a crime? Give us a call on that. And also asking you on the text with news that the sale of the pyjama has risen quite substantially. Uh, from 22 to £33 million pounds in a year. Who's wearing pyjamas? So, do you like pyjamas? Uh, do you wear them in bed? Do you think they're a nice thing to... I think they're horrible. They're revolting. But what is the most unfashionable item in your wardrobe? Give me a text. 84850. The most unfashionable item in my wardrobe is... Give me a call. Uh, I'll come back to your calls in one second. However, a lot of you texting. Vincent Acton says, James, there's a reason for less drunkenness convictions. Nothing to do with less drunks. It's because there's no performance target for those arrests. Consequently, drunks get arrested for public order offences, which do have targets. Often these public order offences are dubious because the only victim is the officer. No public are alarmed. It's just another way that performance targets don't work. And Claire, who's a police officer in Cheshire, says, James, uh, drunk and disorderly, when there are six police officers on nights covering an area with 60,000 people, it isn't possible to be arresting drunks. Also, they're choking risk in the cells, so custody staff often refuse to take them anyway. I don't have an answer. It's just a fact. English people, drinking alcohol consumption invariably results in drunkenness and aggression. <clears throat> Naked all the way, says Kate, in terms of um, dressing. Uh, Pyjamas, you should just wear them for one night and then wash them, says Anna from Swiss Cottage, who apparently enjoys the show, so that's nice. And then somebody, uh, Lorna, has texted Christo. No, Christo did the overnight. I know it says on the internet that he's now... It's all changed. So Christo's going to be back with you overnight tomorrow night, and I'm going to be back with you for early breakfast tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, so tonight. I don't know how you refer to it, but there we go. Right. OK, let's go back to your calls. Uh, Lindsay is in Crouch End. Hi, Lindsay. Hello, James. How are you? I'm very well indeed, thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you. Excellent. Baroness Scotland, should she, should she stay or should she go? Do you remember, not that long ago, there was a big advertising, uh, government advertising campaign informing employers that they will be convicted if they were found employing illegal immigrants. Absolutely. And it makes you laugh, doesn't it, that thousands upon thousands of pounds are spent on these things. Spent and the that. woman and the woman who brought in that law can happily flout it and keep her job. Yeah. They've got very, very short memories. Well, it's not only that they've got short memories, they've got double standards. In my view, if you're in politics, you're in politics in order to demonstrate not only um, that you can intellectually deal with what you're doing, and I'm afraid that we've had many uh, people who have been in power who are intellectually incapable of doing what they're doing. For example, a Home Secretary who couldn't string a sentence together. What was that about? But when you've got somebody who's in a position of power, she's clearly an intelligent lady, but sorry, if you're going to set the law, you've got to abide by it. And if you don't... Either she should resign. It's an embarrassment that she hasn't. Should be arrested. And would she be claiming that through her expenses, the, the fact that she's got a cleaner, and then that cleaner is not paying tax either? Well, um, I think the cleaner probably is paying tax. I think I think that's uh, that's probably joining uh, letters together that shouldn't necessarily. It's a nice idea, Lindsay, but I do th- <laughs> I do think that uh, we, we've got a situation where this woman is claiming thirty eight thousand two hundred and whatever it is pounds a year, and of course she doesn't pay tax on that. But she lives in Chiswick, and that's really meant for people who that's live outside far. London. That's far too far. Oh, no. Oh, how <laughs> difficult is you? You what? what? I wear I wear pajamas. Why do you do that? Because I'm always worried about what might happen in the middle of the night and if you have to get up in a hurry and, oh, no. Yes. 
I see. All right. Okay. I I hear you, Lindsay. I'm not a fan of the pyjama, although lady pyjamas are very different and and slightly different from from men pyjamas. But there we are. Men pyjamas. Sales have gone up from £22 million to £33 million in the last decade. It's extraordinary. Apparently, it's all the youths who are wearing them. So you probably don't like them, but your kids do. Maybe it's just a generational thing. I don't know. I'm just showing my age now. It's rather like the difference between Y-fronts and boxer shorts. Anyway, before we get too sordid, let's go to Catherine, who's in Guildford. Hello, Catherine. Hello, James. How are you? I am very perky, thank you, and yourself. <laughs> I don't really want to know that, thank you. Um, the uh, perky? <laughs> What's wrong with being perky? <laughs> I want to talk about Baroness Scotland. Oh, all right, then. Uh, <laughs> What's wrong with being perky? I'm upset now. What's wrong with being perky? <laughs> I'm moving on. This is why we all wear pyjamas. Um, <laughs> to stop perk. <laughs> stop perk. <laughs> Uh, we don't want perk in the morning, thank you. Um, now, what, what Baroness Scotland, what's going on here, really? It's the new Marie Antoinette, let them eat cake, isn't it? Um, they don't really care what we think. No. So Do they? They don't, they don't really, sorry, I thought you'd gone for a second there. They don't really care what we think. It's, this is uh, let them eat cake. What's happened here is we used to have a class system, and this government came in and said, we're going to abolish this class system, and we're going to make a new class system. And basically, we're going to have a benefit culture that we're going to, you know, lock them in so they can't get out of the benefit culture because we need them to be sapping the system. We're going to then have our little political class up here and we're going to sap the system as well. And then we're going to resent all of you lot because basically you need to pay for us, but actually we hate you for it. I see that's a, it's an interesting point, and I think particularly the point you've made there, Catherine, about the new class system, because I think they have. They've been in power for so long that what they have done is they've removed all the people that they didn't like, for example, the reform of the House of Lords, which, in a sense, is, is perfectly acceptable, that, you know, why should somebody just be born into a position of power? But then all they've done is they've removed all the people they didn't like, and then they've parachuted all the people they do like, Lord Mandelson, the Kinnocks, all these other, Baroness Scotland, all these other people. Nobody's voted for these people and they've got immense power and nobody nobody had voted for the the aristocracy before but at least they sort of had a lifetime of preparing for it and uh, somehow on some level it did work it was it but now everybody's just in it they're just in it for themselves there isn't a sense of we're doing this for for the good of others and you can see the whole way they've set up their expenses and they're all just patting each other on the back because if they don't, then they'll be found out as well. And they really don't actually think what us, the people who are out there paying taxes, going out to work, and uh, they, don't, they, they resent us because we're out there doing it and they need us. But also we're the ones who sort of come on the radio and say these things. But they really want us to just shut up and let, let them get on with it. Absolutely. They'd love me to shut up. And they certainly wouldn't like me to be calling for Baroness Scotland to be fired. Uh, but quite frankly... I wear, I... I wear pyjamas as well. What is this wearing pyjamas thing? I'm, I'm in them now. Because I can just jump out of bed and get on with my things. Because I've got small children. And at, at some point you're, you're naked and then you get married and then you have children. And you actually have to wear something in bed because little people jump into bed with you. And there's lots of broken up marriages and people who aren't the parents of those children. And it's just a, a good thing to do, I think. <sighs> Well, so not only have we had guidance of a moral nature to get rid of Baroness Scotland and the fact that they don't like us and the whole redesigning of our political classes, we've also had moral guidance on on family behaviour as well because of the little people. And you continue being perky. I shall do so. Thank you, Catherine. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. That's Catherine all the way from Guildford. 0845 6060973. I'd like you to join the conversation. I know it's unusual for you to be allowed to telephone before 7 o'clock in the morning, but why not? You know, whilst the mouse is away and all that, or is it the cat's away? Don't know. Um, I think it's more what 
defines uh, nightwear nowadays, says David in Surrey. I'm not quite sure what that means, but never mind. Uh, turning to some of your texts, uh, great show. Ministers should all be sacked, uh, fined, and have to repay back all the money they've claimed, uh, give back their second homes, and send them all to war. Regards. <laughs> Blimey. Uh, Baroness was deceived. Blunkett arranged for his nanny to receive leave to remain. Uh, is there a, a Obama black cannot be competent thing going on here? No, there isn't. Uh, it's nothing to do with that. Oh, come on, don't be stupid. Uh, there are plenty of people who are black, white, Asian, everybody. There are people who are competent and there are people who are incompetent. And I think what we're going to get over is targeting somebody just because and then bringing in a race debate. Uh, come on, that's ridiculous. Uh, let's go back to your discussion about pyjamas. I wear pyjamas because, uh, that's what I was always brought up to do. Uh, does Kate need any company, says Dazza from Greenwich? I don't know. Baroness Scotland, an explanation. Um, from an ancient forgotten language meaning many and TICs meaning blood-sucking insect from Chris and Kent. I do wish, if you're going to send me a text, make it make sense. I've got no idea what you're talking about. Uh, let me just ask you something else, by the way, uh, because there's another story which I think is extraordinary, which is, again, tipping on something that I know uh, you'll think is a perennial favourite here uh, on LBC for discussion, but there is a nurse who's feeling... Uh, who's possibly going to uh, be sacked. Uh... A nurse will meet hospital managers today to find out whether or not she's going to be forced out of her job for wearing a cross on duty. Shirley Chaplin has been uh, taken off the wards at the Royal Devon and Exeter NHS Trust Hospital after refusing to remove her necklace, which I find extraordinary. I can understand that people don't necessarily want to uh, have people displaying their religious uh, beliefs or otherwise, and we've seen this kind of cross-debate before. But you don't ask somebody who's wearing a veil to take it off uh, if that's what they believe. You don't ask somebody who's Jewish who's wearing a couple to take that off. No. The fact is that religious freedom of expression is pretty important. And, and wearing a chain with a cross on it? Come on, health and safety. Oh, because a patient might grab it. Come on, that's pathetic. But what do you think? 0845 6060973. Should this lady be fired for wearing a cross at work? And also, tell me whether or not you think the Baroness Scotland should be fired for having broken the law in respect of employing somebody who's an immigrant. What do you think of that? Illegal immigrant, of course. Nothing wrong with employing somebody who's legitimately here, but if they're not, what do you think? 0845 6060973 on that. Text me on 84850. And also asking on the text about your most hideous fashion statements with the news that the sale of pyjamas has risen substantially, personally, fashionably, unacceptable. Many of you seem to wear them. Hideous. But what else have you got? You've got Ugg boots, haven't you? 84850 on that. Anyway, uh, time now has just gone 6.45. So time now to catch up with the latest news headlines with Matthew Schofield. Students should pay higher fees, get fewer... 6.49, and I'd like you to join the conversation, particularly about this nurse who will meet hospital managers today to find out whether or not she's going to be forced out of a job for wearing a cross on duty. I'm not Christian, but you know what? If somebody wants to wear a cross, why shouldn't they? And I'm sorry, having somebody tell you that for health and safety reasons you can't wear a chain uh, around your neck uh, whilst you're doing nursing duties, I'm sorry, it's a disgrace. I think an ability to express your religious views... Uh, within reason, is absolutely acceptable. And that's what we should encourage within this country, to vilify people for wearing something that identifies what they believe in. That's when you start going down the tricky route and the uncomfortable route of being um, 
really very uh, targeted in your views on uh, people and their religious beliefs and whether or not they should have them. 0845 on that. Also talking to you about uh, the fact that Britain has a drunken problem, that convictions for drunken behaviour have uh, fallen quite significantly. Booze convictions down from 108,000 to 17,000. And whether or not you think it's about time that we took booze abuse on our streets more seriously. And also Baroness Scotland. Uh, many of you want to talk about that. The fact is, she has claimed £170,000 of your money for living in a house which isn't outside London. Uh, she's also claiming um, that uh, she's claiming that she didn't know that this person who she'd employed uh, had broken um, uh, the law that she she set herself, which I think is extraordinary. Uh, a student um, who then overstayed her welcome by five years, then became a Baroness Scotland's uh, housekeeper. And she said, well, she didn't know. But the woman should be fired, don't you think? Just turning to uh, an email here, which is quite interesting, from Paul. Very interesting, actually. <laughs> there we go. James, I used to work at a very well-known hotel in Manchester, which is not only hosting uh, Labour Party conferences on numerous occasions, but also was host hotel for the Commonwealth Games. Every time we had an event of that magnitude, we had to go... Uh, undergo police and passport checks, even if it was only for two days. The Baroness must think that we're all rather stupid if she believes that we can swallow the fact that her housekeeper could live under the same roof all that time without being picked up. Sack her, make her give the cash back as well. That's from Paul in Manchester. Thank you uh, for that. Uh, also asking on the text, by the way, can you text me your most hideous fashion disaster? And also, whether or not you support pyjamas. Sales of pyjamas have gone through the roof. I've had a text here. Uh, says, uh, James, I'm 12. I love to wear my jammies. They give me comfort. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Emma on Motorway 25, the nation's car park, says, My husband has pyjama bottoms to slouch around the house, but he sleeps naked. I have to say they're quite sexy, says Emma. This is obviously some new meaning to the term sexy I hadn't previously been aware of. But there we go, Barry's in Chingford. Hello, Barry. Oh, hi. Um, yes. The health and safety with a chain. I've seen loads of people at airports, hospitals, with these identity um, cards around their neck. Yeah, absolutely. I have to wear one. I've got one on at the moment. <laughs> I've got... Here I am. It's my, my global radio thing that says I'm me. And, 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 oh, no, I shouldn't wear it for health and safety, Barry. Exactly. Oh, dear. And the other thing about pyjamas, I always wear pyjamas when I fly upper class with Virgin. Oh, I love a little bit of turning left on a plane, Barry. <laughs> Although those pyjamas that they give you, I find they're made of um, unnatural materials and they give you terrible static, which I don't like on a plane, Barry. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> yes. I think they should change them so they should be Egyptian cotton. What do you think? Exactly. Yes. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad that you've told me, which... Is it because your name's Barry and you're calling from Chingford that you want to tell me that you actually fly up a class on Virgin? Is that it? Don't everyone? No, I don't think they do. Do people still fly economy now? They, they are quite a lot, unless you call Boris Johnson when he's flying to, uh, flying to New York. But he needs to, because he needs to fly... He needs a chauffeur-driven limo because he can work in the back of that limo instead of riding on a bloody bicycle everywhere. Well, no, he needs to have uh, he needs <laughs> he needs to have uh, uh, be able to turn left on the plane because he probably wouldn't fit in the seat if he had to turn right, Barry. Absolutely. Anyway, there we go. Thank you. That's Barry in Chingford. Uh, 0845 if you want to squeeze in a quick call. You've only got a few minutes. Oh, come on. You know you want to. Helen's in Hendon. Hello, Helen. Good morning, James. Good morning. Are you still up? Yeah. 
I was yeah. speaking to Christa earlier. Yes, I did. I think oh. I had about an hour's sleep and then I got up again early. Because oh. I feel good. I walked from Charing Cross to Canary Wharf yesterday. Oh, yes. So apart, apart from a little ache in the hips, I feel great. Excellent. I, I, there's nothing like it, a good long walk. Although I have to say... We've got a. We, I was just looking out the window, as you do, and not mm. only do we have a naked man who wanders the other side from the studio. It's really quite a shocker. Really? Uh, but I know. But the other thing, Helen, is that uh, red sky in the morning, shepherd's warning. And wasn't it a beautiful sunrise? That's well, it was. It was, red. but that that spells trouble for later. I'm afraid. Warning, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Warning. James, I feel that Baroness Scotland should go. She shouldn't pass go, and she shouldn't collect 200 pounds he should just go quite frankly for what she's done second of all i wear a nighty do you indeed i do and mm. third of all about the nurse with the crucifix yes now i feel that if it's a small cross on a chain it's perfectly acceptable however if it's a heavy cross on a long chain that could be dangerous because if a patient got hold of it um she herself could be injured so that would be totally wrong they but could but i mean you know she doesn't have to wear it outside in a uniform they could just say listen if you want to wear something like that absolutely wear it but you know just keep it out of uh you know out, out of reach of somebody yeah, yeah, well not necessarily out of eye height but you know medical staff it says here a text which i've got here says uh, medical staff should only be sat for wearing a discreet cr- cross only if we can sat people for wearing hijabs or headscarves or couples or anything else well that's also true which absolutely is true my personal view is that if if you want to express your religious beliefs whatever they are as long as it's um either you know not causing offense and how can a, a cross on a chain cause offense i'm sorry it, it's a disgrace you're right well, there we go that's nice. Um, Helen, have a lovely day today. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. That's Helen from Hendon. Uh, let's just pick up some of your texts and clear out some of the, the mess that I'm afraid I've um, uh, left today. Um, James. Uh, here we go. Right. Uh, your refreshing change first thing in the morning, says Jay. Well, that's very kind. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're refreshed. Uh, maybe the passport for Baroness um, uh, Scotland's uh, employee was forged. Maybe it was. James, are you saying, er, uh, to PJs, but you wear boxers and a T-shirt in bed? So that doesn't make the, your PJs. Got ya, says Nick. This is true, good point, well made. Although, no, it's true, actually. Uh, David in Unhead says, did Snow White wear PJs in bed, as she always had little people jumping into bed with her? James, I've never worn jams. Quite frankly, should burglars enter whilst in bed, uh, the mere look of me naked would send them running, says Tracy in denim. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, don't be so rude, Sue, about um, one of my colleagues. However, she says that Alicia should go. Uh, we were talking earlier about Alicia Dixon in, on the front page of all your papers, uh, indicating that um, uh, she says she's going to stay as being a judge, strictly come dancing, and many of you saying she should go. Uh, James, great show. I like Steve Allen very much indeed, but you've shown a weakness. You're allowing telephone calls. Enjoying the early starts, says George. Thank you for that. I'll be back again tomorrow morning, of course, by the way. Uh, I should say that people get in from work and slip into their pyjamas to relax. They're comfy for lounging around, says Kim. Ooh. James, you're acting similarly to those members of us uh, Congress who called Obama a liar. Your hastiness to stir judgment shows your bias. No, I'm not. I'm afraid Baroness Scotland, as we were talking about, should resign for having broken uh, not only the law that she set, but also in terms of claiming money that she, she's not entitled to. Sorry, 
She should go. Anyway, I'm going to be back with you tomorrow from five. And thank you very much indeed for all your calls, your texts, your emails. I hope you have a fabulous day. Keep it with LBC 97.3. Coming up, of course, yes, it's Nick Ferrari and his award-winning breakfast show. This is London's biggest conversation, LBC 97.3. Boss! What? 